Today is May 3rd, Thursday, May 3rd. The Yankees steal a game from the Astros and to take the series three games of four to go on the road series. They went six games out of seven, which everyone said this is going to be a tough little road trip. Boom roasted everyone, you dumb idiots. The Yankees come away with a lot of wins and only one loss. They've won 10 of their last, 12 of their last 13. Let's talk Yankees baseball. Steaming hot takes. Get your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Boom, 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 boom. Do, 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 do. Because we're the best around. Nothing you do ever going to bring you down because we're the best around. Coming off this win off the Astros. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from Northern California. And I have my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver. We are two transplanted Yankee fans, originally from Connecticut and New Jersey. And I'm going to be back in New Jersey for two months this summer. And I'm super excited about it. And I'm super excited about the Yankees winning. I'm out of pistachios. That's my new thing, Jake. I eat pistachios on the live stream for good luck. It's like worked wonders. How about that? How about that? So how are you doing, Jake? Curse of the pistachio for the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. The pistachio curse. Do you like pistachio ice cream? No. So I pistachios and pistachio flavored things. Okay. Two completely different flavors. Okay. Do you like? Do pist- you do you like the thrill of eating pistachios when they're in their in their shells? Like the activity of it. Yes. Yes. So that's what I was doing on Periscope. I got to just the end of the bag, and then it was just a bunch of like the food part and no shell. So the activity was gone, and I was like, this sucks. This is boring. I once in high school had a kid. Let me. How would you react to this, Jake? I said, he said, oh, you want some sunflower seeds? I said, absolutely, because I'm a huge sunflower seed guy. He just dumped de-shelled sunflower seeds into my palm. What's your reaction? Yeah, that's where you and me are opposites on this. I don't like the activity of like working for my food. I think you're probably bad at it. You're probably like a one at a time, really bad at it. Seeds or stachios? Because what are we talking here? Stachios. Do you eat stachios like you eat sunflower seeds? Do you throw them in there and crack them? Oh my God. I hope that every listener jaw just hit their fucking toes. You think people put the heart? You've never touched a pistachio in your life is what you just told me. I have. I'm asking if you do that because that's part of your thrill of sunflower seeds no. and you're a sicko. No, pistachios. I could have I could have seen your reaction going the exact opposite. Like, yeah, I eat pistachios by throwing in, them in my mouth. Yes, that's like, why. Like I could have seen the exact opposite. That's the point. The fact that you are straight down the middle is insane. Pistachio, that would like be like putting rocks in your mouth. Pistachio seeds are hard as shit. I think there's some people that do that, man. <laughs> I don't think so. See, now you're laughing at those people. <laughs> if you, but no, give me a bag of pre-pulled pistachios, and now we're talking. That's like lightning. You're just gonna eat them so fast. That's crazy. Yeah. No, and sunflower seeds is definitely an activity. Like that's just to pass the time. You are. You, so they're both activities. Oh wait, I'm having flashbacks now from a time we've had this conversation in our previous lives. You 
were a just chew on all the seeds, chew on the shells, and then spit it all out, guys. Yes. I hated the work of going through all the seeds, lining up a single seed between these fat teeth and cracking it, eating the little minuscule bird food, and then spitting out the seed. So then I was like, oh, I'm still a baseball guy. I got to chew seeds. So I'd throw a handful in there, and you're getting shards just stabbing your gums. Yeah, so, so you, not a big yeah. seeds guy. Everything you just said made me happy because you like validated that you know you got to be a skilled sunflower seed eater. A-Rod, one of the quickest sunflower seeds eater because on the back of the sunflower seed, David bags. I'm pretty good sunflower okay. seed eater. Like I put a big stash in my – when I pitch in, in men's league softball or beer league softball and I'm on the mound, just the biggest stash of sunflower seeds in my left and then one by one move them over. A-Rod used to be yeah. lightning quick. And you don't even you think it's like the hardest thing in the world when I'm no I don't think it's the hardest thing to do I just think it's stupid because you can't do it no I can do it I just don't like to do it because you can't do it long story short I'm doing good Jim the Yanks are winning <laughs> and the pistachios are, are lucky I like pistachio flavor like pistachio ice cream or if Starbucks had like a fruity pistachio coffee yeah I would get down on that but you also like flavors that you kind of halfway don't like like you enjoy trying things that are so flavorful that sometimes it's risky that's two different things I will try anything once I one of my big thrills like my grandkids are gonna laugh at this when they're talking to you because I'll be passed away I'll be on the other side and also if but, you're not if you're f- sterile I'm, I'm fertile. Yeah, so fertile, yeah. I love going to a gas station and trying like the weirdest, newest drink there. Cause I just got to know. Yeah. We drove across country and like every gas station you drove, you went into the gas station, got a drink, took two sips, said, this is awful. And then you, one of my favorite things to drink bad drinks. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do have to redact this Jake last week. I said that, uh, Hey, people may be listening on April 31st. I got a couple tweets that, Hey, that's not a, a real, not, not real. That's not a date that exists. I, I can't for the life of me remember which months have which amount of days. It's just like something that just my brain is saying, no, I have to count on my knuckles. So, you know, that knuckle game. So I'm better than anything out there that you just can't remember. I can't remember anything. I also can never remember batteries if the nipple side is the plus or the flat side Ooh, is the plus. Here we go. And I really wish I could remember that because I do them every day. Dude, I, like I can't talk about this because it'll get scary. But yeah, like, you got a terrible memory. Where I park my car and stuff, like frightening. Yeah. Like that, scary. Yeah. All right. So the Yankees won three of four. And everything's exciting. And if you're really excited about it, then you'd go to affordablejerseys.com and you'd buy a jersey with no name on the back. I mean, if you're not itching, if you're not itching for a Glaber Torres jersey, you're a psychopath right now. I want one. This, this kid, this kid, we'll get into it, but this kid is special, Jake. Yeah, and if you wanted to hear how special he was, you would have listened to me talking about him on Talking Yanks two weeks ago. Or was it last one? I can't even tell anymore. Yeah. The four games are good. Glaber good. So, let's go into some swinging bonds, some nice and swing easy and stuff, bonds. some nice and easy stuff to ease our way in to all the fun stuff. Now, on this episode, we've decided that some of the swinging bonds are going to be all the minor league studs that are doing good down there. There's movement within those ranks, and there's guys coming back from injury. How about Dee throwing some swinging bonds in there this week? Kind of cool. How long have we been begging for Giambi to share? How long have we been begging for Giambi? 
Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> when done right, that's such a good joke. <laughs> How long have we been begging for someone to just lay down a bunt to beat the shift? Well, dude, here's here's my thing, and I know we've totally cut off swinging bunts, but like Giambi Teixeira, like you get it. Those guys were six three power hitting first basemen who started getting shifted on in their age thirty season plus. Didi's a young guy who came up as a contact hitter. And now teams are full shifting on them. And that's been my complaint with this whole thing all along. Like some of the guys that get shifted on in today's MLB is ridiculous. The shifts are crazy. And I'm just happy to see he's done it like three times now. So, I mean, in the future, it's almost like don't do it too often, Didi, because it's a guaranteed hit. So just like and I, yeah, let, let him and keep I think, thinking you're not going to do that. I think Kay dropped some silly stat the other day that – Batters who bunt against the shift like that are hitting are hitting six hundred yeah, or something. Yes, yes, but so, that's a little slow. That's a little weird because like if Teixeira and Giambi tried it ten times, that would probably really drastically bring down the average because yeah. those guys were bad at bunting. So the people that are doing it are good. You know what I mean? Yeah, swinging bunts, swinging bunts. No, so Clint Frazier's doing really well. Down below, he got promoted to AAA. I think a lot of the guys, they were just holding out, like Tyro Estrada. Tyro Estrada got promoted as well. I think they were holding out for weather. Like, they were just, they'll let these, these like, um, who's that? Shane Robinson and and those, those, those yeah, there's quadruple A players, moves, like, hang around. Stuff, yeah. Because um, I know Clint was, like, officially placed in AAA, like, not rehab assignment or anything like clint frazier placed in triple a and he's doing well and he had his quote that his number one thing is he wants to get back to the new york yankees any good cryptic tweets jim oh dude yeah give me something good give me a monday dude the monday tweet from clint frazier is so scary he said his number one thing is he wants to get back to the new york yankees and that is a good quote from clint and completely fair and i'm (laughs) It's like sometimes it's my goal too. What's that? My goal too. Yeah, it's my goal too. Sometimes, oh, dude, he made his profile picture a picture of his cat in its cage. You know how much I hate that. Yeah, no, Monday was his last real. Tweet. I'm gonna start tweeting like Clint, and I'm just gonna say stuff like it's happening. Yeah, and <sighs> I just want people being like, "Whoa, it is." He made um he made he's he's doing good offensively. He made an error in AAA. Like he he mis misran a ball. I don't know. I don't think there's room for him still, barring injury. Yeah, I think we're going to delve into that a little more coming up. Yeah. Uh, as, as of right now, he's he's hitting and he's getting healthy, so that's good news. Yes. Greg Bird is resumed baseball activities, playing in some spring yeah. training games, in the, and they say maybe two weeks out. I was so excited. So excited. And man, it is it is so funny the short term memory that's out there for some people. Like I was doing my Tyler Austin twenty twenty NL All Star joke, yeah. And people people were sincerely going, "Bro, why do you say NL All Star? He's our future first baseman." And I'm, it's like, guys, he's he's solid. I like Tyler Austin. I love but Tyler. Austin. He twin he twinged his back a little bit. He's got an injury history. And the whole NL thing was, A, I don't see him fully fitting on this team, and he's a fastball hitter. But either way, like, <laughs> Greg Bird, good. Um, like, I could, I could see at the end of May, people 
forgetting Tyler Austin, just short-term memory. Everyone oh. short-term memory. Um, you should see the responses to Greg's Instagram tw- uh, picture that he tweeted out there. So mean. <laughs> They're just so mean. Like, I don't you know what? I, I have something to say. Trevor Bauer went off on this thing, and we can talk about that a little bit too. And I got a lot of people that tweeted at me like, oh, I wish I would know if he, if he didn't block me like a badge of honor. And in my mind, it's like embarrassing. Like, okay, so you just shit talked an MLB player on Twitter and he blocked you because why would he want to hear that? And now you think you're the cool one? Hey, dude, yeah. you're the loser. You shit talked an MLB si- athlete on Twitter. Two two sides of the coin there because it's it's showing that an MLB player took the time to read your comment and then <laughs> to block you from their life, which I guess that's a thrill for some people. I, I'm kind of with you. I'm not fully locked into it. No, I think like every – so people were like, I wish I could see if I wasn't blocked. And then I just Googled that person's Twitter and Trevor Bauer's Twitter to see what they said to Trevor to get him blocked. And it's like, oh, well, you're blocked because he's a professional athlete who's better than you and you shit-talked him on Twitter. And why would he want to hear that? Yeah. Shit-talk me. Shit-talk Jake. We're on your level. We're all shit the talk- same. <laughs> shit-talk Trevor Bauer. And, I, and I've shit-talked Trevor Bauer. I just don't tag him in it because then I don't get Let's, to see cool, interesting shit. Let's finish up injuries, and then we'll make Trevor, yes. we'll make Trevor Bauer our gapper. Drury's coming back, and again, uh, for like the last three episodes, I've said I don't want to go in too deep into how we think it's going to play out. Unless you have a new interesting thought process, Jake, I have, I have zero. Like I'm not even going to say anything more about the Drury and Duhar situation because I'm zeroed out on it. No, but man, Drury has to be close, if not MLB ready. I think things to watch are... Do they pull a 10-day Tyler Austin stint to buy time? Do they – and, man, I was going to lay this out as a gapper, and you're going to absolutely loathe this. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything definite. I'm saying this loosely, and you're still going to hate it. I think Guardy is a series away from an old man DL stint. Okay, I'm just doing it like a Band-Aid. I still love Guardy. I think he has yeah. a role on this team. Well, I mean – well, I, I haven't seen him look like this. I mean, that's this was thing. my whole pre-show thing. We can't go into one player yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like my whole pre-show thing. Well, DL, <sighs> and we like talking about stuff. Bowers got brought up. I don't know. Okay, so Bauer and this situation with the Astros. What do you think about that? I, I said Wait, it. Wait, okay, I hold on. When I said it. For people that don't know, Bauer right. went on Twitter and said basically this whole thing about how adding sticky stuff to the ball. And that's like kind of an actual people like sticky stuff. What a don't, what are you talking about? That's the actual term they use for pine tar, whatever sticky stuff. It's like an actual colloquialism in baseball. So if you add sticky stuff to the baseball, he's saying science says it can boost up, um, spin rate revolutions per minute, which I'm a huge fan of ever since David Cohn right. said Jack rabbit. It's how you win games, spin rate and barrels. Yes. Yeah, spin rate and barrels. And he's saying, he basically said his problem is that it should be legal and not, illegal because right now so many guys use it because they they don't care about skirting the rules and then so many guys don't use it because they don't want to get caught and that's not fair to the guys who have a conscience so and then he also insinuated heavily that the houston astros used shit and then in the game the last game on thursday uh mccullers had just goop all over his cleats very blatantly obvious that picture is getting to bauer by the way oh and there's going to be a fun tweet Oh, yeah. So my thought is, hey, yeah, it's like, okay, 
Our pitchers probably do that too. Everyone probably does it. But Bauer's got a point. Like, hey, some guys don't want to do this because they're really worried about getting caught. And that's unfair to them that some other guys don't have a conscience about it and don't care. You have to either tell the person too scared to use it, it's fine, this is allowed, or you have to tell everyone it's not allowed and we're going to punish it heavily. Yeah, whoa, noodle noodle to doodle, didn't like that. Two things, my new whoa. my new favorite phrase is where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Or and I, just smoke. And I think, or, or just smoke. But here's, so there's a good thing and a bad thing going on. The, the good thing that teams need to pick up on is that the Astros have a quote-unquote lab at their spring training. And it's basically a term for like, we're, <laughs> we like analytics, we're accepting analytics, nerds have a place in baseball, but we still want to keep it separate from like full-on baseball. So they literally have an area called the lab where their guys go to do like advanced stuff, spin rate, blah, blah, blah. And so I think that's a factor. I think the Astros were one of the first organizations to full on embrace that. So that's something they're good at. I also think the pine tar thing is a thing. Um, like you said, I mean, when players talk about it, they kind of shrug their shoulders like, hey, yeah, that's kind of just baseball. I think it. We, we need this like standardized to a degree <laughs> like each pitcher can put a little <laughs> like one inch pine tar patch on their shoe or something like that because here's my thing okay Justin Verlander goes over there he looks like a shell of himself he's getting older he's thrown a lot of innings he goes to Houston they say they see something in his delivery he's been the best pitcher in the world since they got him dude and you know what that's fine. He was filthy and awesome to watch. Uh, you and I aren't scared to say – like I, I'm scared to tweet it sometimes because people just yeah. come at me like, you're not supposed to be rooting for the Astros. Justin Verlander is probably the most fun – I mean, what Seve was doing is right up there as well. But, yeah. but the movement on some of Verlander's pitches, he threw three – breaking balls in a row to Glaber Torres, and they all broke at different speeds and in different directions – and it was it's just so crazy to watch what Verlander's doing. I know we're supposed to hate him, blah, blah, blah. You're not supposed to, like, ugh, whatever. If you don't appreciate the shit Verlander. I said to you, yes. if it was 1680 and Verlander threw a rock, they'd, they'd, they'd kill him for witchcraft. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you did say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Here's my thing. So Verlander's a Hall of Famer. Cool. Um they revitalized them, maybe a little bit of the lab, maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Dude, Charlie Morton looked like he had the best stuff in the major leagues, and he is a career like MLB vagabond who's had some moments, but he's also had terrible seasons. And when a guy like that comes over, and now, dude, he looked – he looked incredible. If it wasn't for him being followed by Verlander, I i mean, it, it was mind-blowing. So there needs to be some sort of regulation or something because what Charlie Morton was throwing – and we didn't see Garrett Cole this series, but Garrett Cole is having a, a world 
world renowned season. Yeah, Jake, that's a thing. In China, they are raving about Garrett Cole. Yeah, <laughs> Garrett Cole is huge in China. And you should hear what China. the Russians are saying. <laughs> um, and again, Garrett Cole's had the talent. He's never been in a very competitive situation, but still, it's almost like a step too far. Smoke, there's fire. Hey, they're also a great organization. They just won the World Series. It does appear they're pushing the boundaries a little bit, but yeah, that's right. what I got you. So that was our gapper. Did we miss any injury update situations? Ellsbury was put on the 60-day DL that can retroactively go somewhere else. Did Canely start throwing or something? Yeah, Canely started throwing and Warren hasn't. And I don't know. That's about it. The only other, the big one we can just say this, whatever, is um, Gumby. Montgomery gets hurt yes. after throwing seven pitches out six to eight weeks. Domingo yes. Herman came up in the game versus Verlander through four shutdown innings and will replace Gumby. This is where the Yankees' depth, like the depth at all other positions, is great. So much so that, like, Thyro Estrada just got promoted to AAA. If he does well, he's playing himself into a trade because our infield is pretty yeah. stacked. Like, we have too many major leaguers. We have no room for Thyro Estrada, so showcase him at triple a i don't want to jump too far have they announced herman's getting the start next week yeah yes okay so they announced that yes okay so herman's getting the start and i think that even if he does poorly in his first start i think he will get two no matter what like i think he gets the next like it's his rotation spot for two more turns they definitely said one i don't know if it's two i think he deserves that i think they're scrambling right now is a trade in May unheard of, Jake? Because our depth, like say someone else gets hurt now, within until Gumby gets back, say someone else gets hurt, it's Herman and Bust. There's no one else. Sheffield just got promoted to AAA, but they do not want to rush him. Yeah, he, you have to assume Chance is ahead of him, no? I think Sheffield's pretty deep because I don't think they want to rush him at all. Right, and Cashman loves getting those AAA innings. Yes. So you have to assume Chance would be the next one on the bus if they go that route. But Chance has done pretty poorly in 2018 thus far. And like I said, has forever, he? I thought he was doing okay. No, he, he, his stock has dropped. He had like a good outing two starts ago. I heard like Brady Lale might be a spot. Like just these, what'd you call me? <laughs> these quick spot starts. But none of them are long-term options. So, like, say Gumby gets sidetracked. Say someone else gets hurt while Gumby's gone. Is a trade in May unheard of? No, not at all. It's, I mean, it depends who you want to dance with. It's, who are you going for? I mean, there's only a couple teams that are really checked out from competing this year. So are you going to them? Or are you going to a team that's, you know, still has competing hopes and, you know, they, they want someone who can play now with some prospects attached. It gets a little trickier, but it's, I mean, it's not out of the realm by any means. Trading away a starting pitcher for a team that's still looking to compete is pretty unheard of though. Like that's the one position you, you trade away a bat. Cause you think you have enough bats to get an arm. You trade away relief pitchers. Like we traded away McCann, Beltron, Miller and Chapman. And Brian Cashman was doing that under the guise of saying they were still trying to win in 2016. And then Gary helped them make a little push. But no team that's still even acting like they're trying to win in 2018 is going to trade a starting pitcher away. So that really limits you until the deadline to make yeah. an early trade. And we have the pieces to do it. I just don't know how likely it is. 
But I think if another injury happens, or you get or or Herman is a complete disaster in his next two starts, I think you might. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, man, you've you've got a couple teams out there. I think the White Sox are still in full rebuild mode. You you wonder who who would be available on their roster. The Marlins, Wolf, dude, the Reds are seven and twenty-four. Holy smokes! Um, God, the Yankees fans were crying at five hundred. But uh, yeah, Chance Adams, because we're we're supposed to use actual facts and data. Zero and two, five eleven ERA at AAA at this point. Twenty-four innings, twenty-six strikeouts. So that part's there, um, but he's he's not necessarily forcing the issue on his. Uh, his call up. So, I thought of a great. Yeah. I thought of a great. If Sonny Adams and Chance Sonny Adams, if Sonny Sonny Adams, Sonny Gray and Chance Adams start back to back in the major leagues, thought of a great slogan. Sonny with a chance. Sonny Sonny with a chance of nibbles. I okay. They both nibble and don't pound the strike zone. So boom roasted everyone. I'm in a big boom roasted kick, and I you are in a big boomer. I'd like to get off it because I can't. It was casual for a little bit, and now you're all in. I can't help myself. I just walked. You even in. got hot on Disco Neil for a little bit. Disco Neil. Well, it's a fun. It's a lot of fun sounding things to oh, say. Oh, you mean the name? I didn't get hot on him yes, as a player, yes, yes, just yes. the name. Oh, Disco Neil's a great moniker or nickname because like he's such a squid. He's such a nerd. Like he ain't disco in anything. Yeah, I I keep. I want it, dude. I saw it today, and I play this game too much where either people's mannerisms or looks remind me of something, and it's all my brain does. Dude, he – and I'm, I am I missed the SpongeBob generation. I'm going to ask Justin Diamond because I see him post some silly SpongeBob stuff. Dude, he looks like an ancillary character from SpongeBob SquarePants today. I saw it, and I was dying, just like – one of the like outside fish that always shows up and makes kind of like a scared face. <laughs> I, I've, so, I've never seen that's it. That's what I saw. We'll get that out to the public later. Good this, podcast. We're not, we're not a SpongeBob. We're not a SpongeBob pod. I've never seen an episode. When I was some good jokes when I you was, respect it. When I was in sixth grade, my uh, math teacher, he was probably like 22 at the time, was like a huge SpongeBob fan. And I straight up said, dude, you're an adult. Because in my <laughs> in my brain, if you're an adult, you don't like cartoons, right? Uh, which I'm wrong. I'm in the vast majority. A lot of adults enjoy cartoons, but I just did your little. Did your little brother watch SpongeBob? No, uh, I don't. Maybe some episodes. Never when we were around. Like he wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob if I was also in the room. No way. That's fucking dumbass cartoon. I'm not watching that. Talking SpongeBob. Yeah. I if I have no imagination. I don't like superheroes. I don't. Like, yeah, that's not your bag. I don't like anything that isn't real life uh, when it comes to entertainment. What do we got next? We want to go into the games. We want to go into awards. <laughs> I always want to do the games first. We always you trick me. You're a tricky guy. You're my friend. You're a very tricky guy. <laughs> I don't like doing um, the game recaps. I think everyone knows, and then they would just come up naturally. Dude, it's such. A bar still thing. And during football season, they do the the Chris Berman old two minute drill. Yeah, we have to find our own niche like that where we just burn through the games. I'll, let me. I like. Let me burn, and you find your spot to jump in right now. How about that? Okay. I'm just gonna burn right now. Burn it up. Burn I'm baby burn. Burn baby burn. 
So Yankees come into the Astros series on a nine-game win streak, and they bench Aaron Judge for the first game. I don't like this burn voice so far. Sounds like, it sounds like Bob, Bob Euclid. I'm ditching that voice. Yankees come in on the nine-game win streak. I think the semi-headline was that they bench Judge for the first game, which is fine. I wasn't too thrilled about, especially looking back at the result. You can second-guess that a little bit. Yanks lose 2-1. Uh, Charlie Morton looks like – a 10-year MLB All-Star. Hey, Sonny Gray had a good start. Clap, claps for Sonny. Uh, they did implement the Romine thing. Yeah, we can talk um, about that. Want to stop and talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, we can. I, I guess that's kind of a gapper right now, no? So Hicks, eh? Hicks missed out on two games, right? Hicks? Um, so Judge missed out on one. No, who sat for Romine the first game? A judge, technically, right? Yeah, but then, okay, yeah, so judge. So then, no, I'm so confused. Whatever, so they're doing Romine, which means Romine got bats in both these games. And sure, he got a hit in each game. That's not something we want. Two for six, baby! It's not something we want going forward. If this kickstarts Sonny to, like, his memory, like, oh, yeah, that's how I pitch. He he can do this with Gary. He can do it with Romine. If this needed to snap his memory in place because we did get a good performance, great. Now, Boone said in his postgame, so he said, when we can, when it matches up. So this isn't a situation where it matched up. They went out of their way to do this to kickstart. But he's saying in the future, when we can, we will. I have no problem with that. Like, if, if Romine's chance to play if Sonny's chance if Sonny's start comes on a day night one of the two games put Romine with him 100% he said in the short term that's what we'll definitely do I may think I think they may go out of their way again if it doesn't line up to have Romine but then Romine's now if it's a three game set he's playing in two of the games it's not what you want going forward so hopefully Romine, this just kickstarts Sonny, and then eventually, I don't want to get stuck like this the whole time. Yeah, I, I think the juggle's going to work better than you currently think of now. I'm not <laughs> saying that in an insulting way. I, I think the juggle will work pretty well. What they can also hide behind for now is that they're in that bus- busy stretch of the season, 18 straight games, something like that. Yeah. So, so they can duck and dive around that a little bit. I personally kind of like it. I know this, the stats are skewed. You and me had a little midweek debate on it. The stats are skewed a little bit, but there are some numbers there. So write it out. Make it work. If it somehow becomes a problem that we're playing Austin Romine too much, then, yeah, we have a situation on our hands. I mean, but, versus the Astros, wouldn't you say that runs were at a premium in this series? They were. and So wouldn't you again, not want – Romine's bat in game in more games than you have to when runs are at a premium premium. Yes. I mean, I was, I was surprised game one just because I don't know. It starts getting really tricky, man. And this is why they want to avoid this situation because I was mad that judge didn't play this. This was a big game. This was rematch of the ALCS. The first game Houston wanted it. We're on a nine game win streak. And then we only muster up one run in the eighth inning, and it was, I mean, Judge came in, he got a pinch hit at bat in a walk, and you wonder, 
you know, if you turn that into four at bats and you make Morton work more, it it uh it makes you think about it a little more. So that's that's why the Yanks don't want to put themselves in this situation. And then you start looping in trickier things, whether it be first base or Brett Gardner, Hicks. So if the um, next two games Romine pitches, I'll go three. If the next three the next three starts Sonny Gray makes, I keep m- messing up their names. The next three yeah. starts Sonny Gray makes. Gary needs to catch one of them. Okay. Just so it's not a thing. Because if it stays... So it's not weird. So if it becomes a thing, and then we're in the playoffs against Houston, and Romine's now... You know, he shouldn't start a playoff game. Yeah. I I have another thing that I want to talk about that I think is a gapper. But I think we should burn through the rest of this series. Burn through it. Burn through it. <laughs> I can't believe I used that term again. Uh, and, hey... At the end of the day, also, hats off to Charlie Martin because he did look dirty, pine tar or not. Um, I, I rarely was, take my hat off. I got he, a bunch he of was pitching, He was pitching very good. Everyone. Uh, game, game two of the series, uh, Verlander versus Gumby. Gumby with a perfect game. Insane. Seven pitches. Uh, Gumby had a great inning, gets pulled for the elbow. Yankees bullpen, shout out to Herman Green, Betances, Robertson, Chapman. No runs over eight innings. Verlander pitched that game for the Astros. He was filthy. Eight innings pitch, 14 strikeouts. Uh, no skin off anyone's back. He looked dirty. The Astros bring in their maybe former closer at this point, Ken Giles. He gets lit up pause. by El Gary. Good time to talk. Pause. To, pause. Pause the burn. Let's talk about Giles. What do you think about that move? Love it? Hate it? Part of you likes it. Part of me likes it. I don't like it on the field. You, because you got to go in the clubhouse. Do, yeah, like on your way to the dugout is, or you're in the dugout on your way to the clubhouse, and you throw it so you know the cameras can see it, but you don't do it on the field where all the fans see it and all your teammates see it because that just makes you look like a blowhard. You do it on your way into the clubhouse from the dugout so that a camera picks it up and they're like, "Whoa, Ken Giles just rocked himself in the face," <laughs> but. There's not a perfect. There's not a perfect angle. It's like it looks like he may have hit himself. No, did he? Did he? Himself in the face. Can I just hit himself it, in the face? It shows your passion and your care, but it it doesn't look like you're showing off to your teammates. Like, wow, look how bad I did. Let me punch myself in the face. Then your teammates are like, dude, we don't trust you at all. Yeah, that, hey, Giles, that's not a good way to show us you care. You're just that old being... Mariano Rivera signature of punching himself in the face after a bad performance. Like, what are you doing, man? So he's definitely upset because he said, I want to pitch to Gary because there was a base open second and third. There's a base open. They should have walked Gary. So- if you're, if you're the pitching coach and you know, Ken Giles history against like the Yankees and in the postseason, don't give him the option. I'm, I'm sorry. Cause you're, a baseball player, especially a closer's mentality, they want to pitch to everyone. They think they can strike out every batter. So you, I, that's half on the the coaches for giving him the option. Did you hear what Hinch said in his post game? He said they asked him why didn't you pitch to Gary, and he said, "Well, we didn't want them to score on an out, but runners were on second and third, so he just lying and he forgot that like you yeah. can't say that." If fucking Boone said that. Yankees yeah. fan base would be irate. 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 Have you ever punched yourself in the face? Oh, yeah. You went through a huge phase of punching yourself in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. Remember my phase where I'd let girls punch me in the face as hard as they could? Yeah. 
Times, that a, are, times are good. Is that a bar in Marist in Poughkeepsie? And um, if, some girl rocked you. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I, that's the last time I let a girl punch me in the face because some girl straight up. I guess what I would do was if a girl got annoyed with me and was like, "Hey, you bumped into me," or "Hey, you cut you cut me in line," I'd just say, "Oh, do you want to punch me in the face over it?" And then I'd give him my cheek. And a lot of girls would just throw like a 50% punch and then we were best friends. They're like, haha, okay, I guess it's okay. One time I cut a girl in line at the bar in Marist and I said, okay, sorry, do you want to punch me over it? And she cleared the room behind her. She's like, back up, guys. And then crow hopped a punch into my face and it really, really hurt. <laughs> I had to just be like, oh, I just had to eat it. It's like, okay, I hope we're good now. Hope uh, enjoy the rest of your night. And then some of some of the things you do when you're younger, you look back and say, I don't know. That was always like my strategy in a fight. Like, oh, oh yeah. You want to fight? And you just start punching yourself. Let's fucking fight. You can't hit me harder than this. You just rock yourself in the face a bunch. You're like, oh, never mind. Don't want to yeah, fight no you. No fight. No thanks. Yeah, so I punched myself in the face. But yeah, you can't do that, Giles. And then they got benched the next day or Thursday. Back to the burn. Back to the burn. Back Yank- to the burn. Yank- Yankees win that game 4 0. So the series is 1 1 at this point. The. Third game of the series, Severino versus Keiko, the game I told you all to circle. And Dad was right again because the the old ace who gave the Yanks fits, Keiko for the Astros, they finally got to him a little bit, at least three runs over seven innings. Severino, nine innings shutout, 10 Ks. He was filthy. Uh, big G, two homers, four RBIs. Yankees win for nothing. And then the final game today, fun kind of playoff baseball. Uh, a three nothing game through six and a half innings. Uh, the Astros put together this ugly rally. Tanaka was cruising. There's a suspect hit by pitch situation. A couple dribbler balls. So the Yanks kind of got punched without getting punched. And then the next inning, they give up another run. They're down two going into the ninth. They put a rally together against Boingo Will Harris, who's subbing in for Ken Giles, who's Dude, that clip was unbelievable. I went live on Instagram. I don't know if you know this yet. I went live on Instagram nope. while this was while this was going down because I was excited and like this is I think that's what like what we're supposed to do. Dude, when they cut to him drawing on that piece of paper in the bullpen, that was and I know it's it's ridiculous and it's unfair. Like there's cameras everywhere. These guys are in the fishbowl environment and like you know, you could get caught on camera picking your nose at any time. Dude, you are the closer on this team who's not in because A, either you suck, or B, because you punched yourself in the jaw, and now you're in the bullpen just drawing on a piece of paper? That was incredible. Well, Tell me you saw it. Yeah, but he's not just drawing. Bullpen guys have to ch- chart pitches. Like, the back end of the bullpen have to chart pitches and take notes of strikes and balls. And the back end of the bullpen. He's supposed to be their closer. He's being punished, Jake. He got the, he got punished. He did, he, they took the closing job away from him, and they made him do the back end duty. Like that. That's terrible. That's atrocious. Yeah, but it's not his fault. I mean, he's got to do it. His, his only fault. When did the Yankees do that to Rivera? Well, yeah, but his fault is he punched himself in the face. Like, him writing was his punishment. Yeah, so he's more payment for being a human idiot. Yes. But, I mean, he had to chart pitches. That was what they told him to do. So, dude, here's here's my gapper, and I think you're not going <laughs> to like this again. Fucking gapper still. <laughs> yeah, right. We're still in gappers. 
so you're not going to love this. And I've already flip-flopped on this twice. So the big story, and not the big, the big story, back after this. No, uh, the story that kind of came to life on Twitter and Coney was talking about it is the whole David Robertson situation. He's our Houdini out of the bullpen. He comes into those uh, tough situations, and he normally does an incredible job, which is awesome. And hindsight's always 20-20, so they bring in Chad Green. He gets not really roughed up, but they put they keep it, putting that inning together against them. And then, you know, Yankees Twitter and Coney was saying, you know, maybe Robertson should be in there. What do you think about that? Because I know we've talked about defined roles a little bit, and this, this is where I flip-flopped initially because, yeah, David Robertson is the fireman – What's what's the Chinese fire drill? Is, do people still use that when things go crazy and like? That's when you get out of your car and change seats in the middle at an intersection. Right, but when it's it's the idea of max craziness. Like that's David Robertson. Bring him in. He he puts out the fire, um, and I think that's right. But I think this is kind of relatable to the catcher situation because you don't want to put just Dave Robertson in that box. Cause then if you use Dave Robertson back to back days, and now you need someone in the middle of the inning and Chad green comes in and he says, Oh, I'm normally not the middle of the inning guy. Then that whole mentality is kind of messed up. So I think, I think we're getting to a point where in major league baseball, you're going to have guys that can start inning and can't start innings. I think like Dellen Patantis, you would never throw in the middle of an inning at this point. No, ever. But I think Chad Green needs to be able to come into the middle of an inning, which at first I was mad about, but now I'm kind of off of it because they will need him to do that throughout the season. And this was just an unlucky slash bad day by Chad. It was an infield single, then a bloop like hit, and then outs that scored runs because they were inherited runners. Chad Green is a strikeout pitcher who very, very, very rarely doesn't come through. So I have no qualms with him getting the call there. I think if you're going to be upset, like everyone was upset at that situation, they just scrambled to blame Boone. Right. Everyone was scrambling to blame Boone. The only problem I think is, uh, I think you leave Tanaka in, if anything. It was the two hits they got were really good pitches that they threw their bat at and blooped in for singles. Then the fake hit by pitch, which replay sucks. Yeah. Um, but it, maybe it did brush his shirt. Like I understand them saying we can't overturn it, but it sucks that this whole, it has to be exclusive evidence to overturn the call on the field is the situation because like, I understand them saying there's a chance it may have hit his shirt, and that was the call in the field, so we can't overturn it. That's bullshit. This shouldn't be exclusive. In hindsight, that is very ridiculous because that's the rule in the NFL too, and everyone just kind of shrugs like, oh, it was called that on the field. That's actually a ridiculous mindset. It is because like, well, no, we're putting that into question, so it shouldn't hinder this. You, that should be yeah. completely taken out, and this should be its own separate thing. The, wow. Yeah, it's really stupid. But anyway, Tanaka's a ground ball pitcher. So we're up three nothing. He he didn't look that bad, I don't think. So you, the thought is he wanted strikeouts, but it was up three nothing. Tanaka can probably spin you a double play ball. So I think if anything, I think it's all hindsight. I don't think the moves were bad. I think the performances were bad, or the result was bad. I don't think the moves were bad at all. I think they're fine. 
But if, if anything, I'd say let Tanaka finish that. Why did Tanaka take a ball off the mound with him? Dude, I've been wondering this, and I went to his stats page because I was wondering if it was like his, I don't know, 500 strikeout or his 100 start or something like that. I got nothing. We're, we're going to have to see on that. All right. Uh, you want to just go straight into awards? We've done a lot of talking. Are we good? Are we a good team, Jake? Big sticky cheese. Are we good? Yeah, we're really good. The, dude, Red Sox lead is at one and a half. Well, we were never going to succumb it. We should have just canceled the seat. We should have just rebuilt. Yeah, that's crazy. And It know, is kind of crazy, though. You know what I want to say? There was also talks, and I like I heard sports radio in New York saying it when I was over there a couple weeks ago, and I heard, I think Jack Curry said it on a pregame, and it was when they hadn't won three in a row. And Jack Curry said the Yankees were searching for an identity. And Jack's been on this show before. I like Jack a lot. And he was right. They were searching for an identity. The best identity to have is can't count us out. Like, we will fight yeah. tooth and nail. We will come back. And we just had – they were down 0-0. Gary hit the homer to take it up in the ninth. We just had – how many games in the last 10 games did we win in the ninth inning, Jake? At least four. Four of the last 10 were won in the ninth inning. Something the, like that. The Twins walk off. The tenth inning, Angels home run by Didi that we can't. We were down in the ninth and came back. The Gary home run off Giles, and then this game with the Glibber tie. So four games, and maybe even less than ten. Four games, no. So let's see, four plus three plus one is eight. So four f- games out of the last eight, the Yankees won in coming back or taking the lead in the ninth inning or later. That's a fucking hell of an identity. That's who you want to be. Don't count us out. And the starting pitching has also been our go-to. Like, offense has been clutch. Yeah. The starting pitching has been the main meal. We, we've been asking – I've been asking a lot for that. The Yankees needed their comeback because you can't be a relentless fight-till-the-end team until you do it and it works. So they did that. Now they're kind of grooving there. You get someone like Giles, and that gets the team lit up. Like he, he, that first game, he let out that huge scream after they close him out. Then that next game, you go at him and you're like, okay, dude. What a fucking yeah. turnaround for that punk. Yeah. Loud ass um, scream and then, and then loses, then loses the game the next day, then loses his job two days later. Do you know, did you hear what I said on my little the, minute post game recap about Giles? Mm-hmm. Like he had to go home to a wife or a girlfriend that just saw him rock himself in the face. And that had to be the worst part of all. Like, honey, you look like a fool out there. <laughs> it's just so intense. Yeah. The, the last thing that needs to be said before awards was dude, 28 innings without giving up a run by the pitching staff. So that's incredible. Very, very good. Let's get into awards. And that's a, that's a good way to win 12 out of 13 games. That helps. This segment is brought to you by TalkingYanks.com merch. Go there, buy some shirts. Not really brought to you by them. But if you want to, if you want, if you want to, if you, I've been doing a lot of content because when they, they win these games, Jake, like I go live on Periscope, I mash up my reaction to the Periscope. I've tried and been doing like fun, like edits with music behind and songs. The This magic moment for like game winning home runs is my favorite thing. A lot of people like those. Got like tons of views. If you like, if you like that, if you like the podcast, uh, buy a shirt. That's how you can support us, so we can keep doing this for the rest of the season. Cool. We got some new stuff. We the the Anduhar just do it. That's pretty badass. And, the, and we 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 dreamt of one today. That's not out yet. I'm not even going to tease them. I have a lot of people. I, like, I want a shirt for each player. Uh, for for at first, it was like, oh, let's give them limited options, so it's not de- decision fatigue. You don't go to the store like, oh, I want to buy support right. to buy a shirt to support them and then oh there's too many options i don't know what i want but i think now i'm just going to try and overload it with options and 
If you, if bang. You, bang, bang. All right, let's go to awards. Awards. Uh, awards. And the award goes to my first award, okay? And uh, I get to go first. And sure. it's Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. And if you are, if you are a new listener, Pride of the Yankees goes to the best player, our favorite player of the week, the Pride. And my Pride of the Yankees goes to... Luis Severino, who's an expecting father, Jake, is expecting. And what he did... What's he expecting? Ooh, we don't know yet. Hopefully human. Don't know anything else. Nine innings, complete game shutout. Pretty, pretty rare. And it's not like it was a scramble to get there. It's not like it was like, oh, he had tough. Dude, I say he's in bully mode. I say he's mean. Did you see him demanding the ball? Like, he didn't want them to throw it around the infield. Give me that fucking ball. I'm going to strike this next batter out. Judge summed it up, or I think it might have been Judge, summed it up pretty well. He's like, uh, maybe it was Giancarlo. I think it was Giancarlo. He said, if, you're, if your reaction time is on the fastball, boom, here comes his slider. If you're timing up the slider, boom, here comes 100-mile-per-hour fastball. He hit like 99 in the first. He hit, he hit 100 on his 104th pitch. The kid is insane, special. You tweeted out something like, Nothing jumps off. He just breezes through. I think that game was a little jumpy. Like, put him on the map. So at the end, he had, um, I want to say it was the seventh inning. There was a runner, two on, and he threw a filthy slider to get out of the inning, and he did a nice little hop off the mound. But, dude, Seven innings of dominant baseball, and that was the first thing that like caught my attention. Like he struck other guys out, and there were other at bats, but he's doing filthy things, but it just doesn't register. It's, and I don't know if it's his personality or his approach, or if we're just immune to it to a degree. I think we're but, a bit immune to it. I mean, it's just incredible. You you look up and like you know I could. I could go through the game and be like, normally it's like, wow, Altuve had a great at-bat there. Uh, Springer did this or go through the Yankees at-bats through the first five innings and say, oh, Walker had a good at-bat there where he drew a walk, something like that. When Severino's pitching, you look up, it's the sixth inning, and you're trying to like remember something that the other team's done, and it like doesn't register. It's really weird. It's really good. He made Reddick look like a fool on some fastballs, like just com- like like what I would look like. Gaddis he looked, made look like a fool. Severino's the real deal. And just a mindset. Boone said it was tough to let him go out there for the ninth. He was at 100 pitches. And I agree with Boone. Like, it was, it's a tough decision because if it blows up, it's like, fuck. He had a really good start, but now he's gonna, I'm going to have to take him off the mound. It's not how you want it to end for a mindset. But the payoff for getting through, okay, we're probably going to see this team in the playoffs if, we, if you know, things work out. Luis Severino just went into their place and shut them the fuck down for nine innings. That's a big that's a big mindset thing. Last year you and I were when Matt Halliday hit the home run off Kimbrel, we were like that's a mindset thing cuz now we got to Kimbrel. So now we Sevy did that, we also got to Giles. Like these are good mindset things that we did in Houston. We took 3 or 4 in their house. Last season we were Yankees were playing really well. They won like 10 in a row. And then Houston came in for Mother's Day and uh, Jeter Day. And everyone said, this is going to be a good test if this team is legit or if they're just young and being flashy. And Houston rocked us. Like, they rocked Tanaka, then they rocked Severino in a uh, doubleheader. 
And I was like, shit, we got a lot of work to do. Well, it was a bit different. We're good. We have work to do. We're probably like way down the line. We'll need a pitcher. We'll talk about that then. But Severino doing that and taking three or four in their house is really good. Who's your pride of the Yankees? Well, I wanted Sevy too, as probably a lot of people did for their pride of the Yankees this week. I After Sevy, it became a tricky thing. There's a lot of pitchers who could have got it. There's only a couple hitters. It came down to two guys. And I'm just going to give it to Glibber. The dude had the game-winning hit today. He's just a baby. He's 21 years old. He's just a baby boy. Uh, but, dude, it's not even the hitting. How do I say this? So th- there's, there's an old announcer saying that is when you're in a slump, you still find ways to affect the game. You know, it's your defense. It's your base running, blah, blah, blah. Dude, this guy could go over in a series and still be the most valuable player in a series. I, I know that sounds kind of dumb because that won't happen. But with the glove, what he's doing is ridiculous. The plays up Where the middle are so nice. The, diff, the different places they have him lining up and fielding plays and how routine he's making it look is incredible. It really is. So if you do that and you have a game-winning hit in the fourth game of a big series, that's uh, Kleiber good, man. I, r- my runner-up on offense was Didi, by the way, who casually went 5 for 17. No one asked you about your runner-up. Oh, okay. All right, let's go into motherfucker, Done. Yankee motherfucker of the week. Well, we're, we're long already, so we got to keep these awards tight, I guess. Yankee, Yankee. Although last week was an hour fifteen, it was our most downloaded episode. Uh, things are tre- thanks, guys. Th- things are trending great. So thank you very much. My Yankee motherfucker was Brett Gardner. Wow. P- the pulse of the team. Wow. Now, as we do on this show, because we're optimists and and don't like being mean, I'm going to tell everyone why they need to table. This crazy nonsense that Brett's done. Jake says they're going to get a 10-day DL. I didn't say that. You said but, they well, might be thinking about on. it. Okay, so Brett Gardner has been very bad first month of the season. Last year, in 2017, Brett Gardner had his most productive season as a Yankee. Let me read to you his 2018 first month of the season stats, okay? In 2018, he hit... 210 batting average of 210 not good on base percentage of 330 not terrible but in compare in comparison not not great but in comparison pretty good and 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 that's an average on base percentage Gardner should be better okay he had 21 hits 24 runs okay that's his 2018 first month of the season stats he's always been a streaky hitter like, Gardner always has full months of poor and then full months of great and then full months of poor. Like, always. Since he got caught, since he was young, since he was old, he's always been a streaky hitter. Here are his first month stats from his 2017 campaign, which was the most productive season of his career. Batting average, 205. 2018, 210. 2017, 205. On base percentage, 318. 2018, it was 330. 2017, it's 318. 15 hits. It was 20-something, 12 runs, 24-something. Brett Gardner's in. He's been playing for a decade. He's a streaky hitter. He will have bad months. 
he will turn it around. I People are like, oh, he finally fell off a cliff. Sometimes people talk about Brett Gardner like he's 39 years old. He's 35 years old. He has earned the right to not have people freak out after a bad month. So he's the motherfucker right now because he's playing poorly. But this hysteria is kind of like the Yankees are doing so good. They've run 12 or 13. People are searching. Okay, well, who's not doing good? Who's Who can we be upset with now? Let him, he's still, his first at-bat of the game and his first at-bat of the inning stats are still crazy high, like really, really impressively high. He still scored 24 runs in one month, which is on pace to be his most runs ever scored. That has a lot to do with the guys behind him, which also has a lot to do with why stolen bases are down and why he's really just trying to get on base. So let's pump the brakes on the Brett Gardner shit and let him have another month. Now, if we have two months in a row, We'll come back and we'll say, let's try to transition Clinton. Let's see what we can do. One month of, uh, and you were panicking. Fuck out of here. Well, now I'll sound off the alarms. No, I'm I'm not in panic mode. The last couple games, because you go into a slump, and usually you have a couple hard hit balls, and you look at your, and you just give that look like, are you kidding me? Like I'm slumping, and I just rope one right at the second baseman. And that's tough, and that's kind of how slumps happen. But the problem is when you start getting away from what you do, and that's what it looked like Brett was doing in the last couple games of this series. So hopefully he goes home, they go back to New York, and he chills out a little bit. If he starts looking lost a little more, then that's where I say you do the fake 10-day DL stint because we got a lot of people on the way, man. I mean – Drury can play a little corner outfield. I, I think something that has gotten thrown away by the, the rabid fans too much is Brett Gardner is still a plus-plus defender. Even, even if – because I, I said it – I said it on the player predictions. You probably didn't think I was going there today, the PPP. I mean, Gardy is getting older, and his skills have always been contact and speed, which are the first two skills to go as you age. I'm not saying that he's done or anything like that. Uh, we did see a player in Matt Holiday clearly fatigue and lose his some of his skills as the season went on last year. He got mono. He got like an illness. Well, he's yeah, and then he's recovered at some point, and he's not in the league anymore. He didn't. And he went well, from he never recovered. He went, from, really. he went from a feared hitter on our team. It's not like mono ends your life. Well, it basically ended his career. Well, I think you're pinning too much on Mono there. It, it also hurts at his age, and he lost some of his skill set. You know, he would have been recovered by Mono now for some team to sign him. So I'm, I'm saying it's something to watch. It's not raise, raise the Red Lantern yet. That, that was like a high school book. Did you read that? Nope. I read Hatchet. I didn't read that one. I read Hatchet over and over and over watch again. I movie too. <laughs> just Hatchet on repeat. <laughs> it's just something to watch out for. If because earlier on this season, I remember even the first Blue Jays series to open up with. He was roping balls. He's had a little bit of tough luck this year. It's I, I'm not giving him a full month. I am. I'm not giving him a full month. He's, he's got to show me something in the next week or two. That's otherwise, otherwise, you pull an old, otherwise, you pull a fake 10-day DL skit. Just uh, Dude, with, with the roster stuff going on, it's a real thing. You're, you're the guy who keeps clamoring for Brandon Drury. At some no, point, I haven't. Like, 
You said the other week that Brandon Drew was going to get the earn his third base job back. I said the Yankees, man. I said the Yankees have shown signs. Uh, my guess would be, based on all the way they've done it, is that the Yankees are going to give him the job back. I said Andujar 100% derbs, deserves to play. And Drew you said he didn't deserve to be Wally Pitt. He doesn't. Okay, so that means you think he deserves a third base job. Well, I think Andujar deserves a third base job too. I think it's a terrible situation. It's a tricky situation. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think both of them white right now. I said last episode, one of them is going to get fucked. That's where I'm saying it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Drury has some flexibility. Everyone's clamoring for Clint. I mean, if I had to guess, I bet Brandon Drury's told the team he's he, he's ready to go. They're they're already dragging their feet on him. They're 100. So, they're procrastinating, like I said I would do. I said I just wouldn't make a decision. I just let it wait out. If Brett's looking lost for another week, half week, I I just I don't know. It's not my decision to make. I think that's right. way too he has early a lot to of give good, up on a decade. He has a lot of goodwill built up, but, I mean, those are the skills that go. So, I think that's we'll a think. shitty, shitty message to send to all the guys who look up to Gardner and how important he is to the clubhouse and the team, that, oh. that you're going to do him like that. I think that's where you get into uh, you may lose the clubhouse if you do Gardner dirty. Well, that's where the people on Twitter that say to trade him and stuff like that, no, 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 no. Brett Gardner will be on this team to finish the season. It's it's in what kind of role and what can he do? And when I say the fake 10-day DL stint, I'm not saying that in a rude way. You know that's kind of a thing in baseball. And there's a lot of bodies right now. We'll see how it plays out. I'm not done on Brett Gardner by any means. He still has a huge role on this team. It depends if he can still be that Brett Gardner or not. Yeah, I think he can. In the first in the first two weeks of the season, he batted 280 with a 391 on base percentage. The last two weeks have been terrible. That's how he's been his entire career. And he, he'll, he'll I, I guarantee he'll get going again. I hope you're right. All right. Who's your mother? How about that? Yankee motherfucker. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, mine's Brett Gardner. No, we've won 12 out of 13 games. I'm going to do it like a band aid. How about I give it to your boy, Gary? And just say F you. He's, he's winning too many games for us. No. The, the reason I'm going to give a fake one to Gary, I mean, he didn't have a great series. He was two for, two for 12. But, dude, my heart dropped on that third strike by Chapman that got away. Can you imagine what he was feeling behind the plate? Yeah. If the Yankees go on to lose that game, your little teddy bear would have been a very sad teddy bear. Because he cares so much. Because he cares so much. And, again, this is a fake mf -er. Who's the other even option? Chad Green? No. Can't sully Chad. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a fake Band-Aid one to Gary. He uh, also won a game for us. So Yeah. Well, I'll just go straight into my next award, and it's the Have I Told You Lately That I Love You Award. Have I told... Who sings that song? Have I told you lately... That... I didn't know who sang that song. Have I told you lately that I love you... Oh, Rod! I'll, I'll look it up. It's Rod. Guys. It's Rod Stewart. It's your your family's favorite guy, Rod Stewart. Yeah, Rod Stewart creeps out my my mother and sister. Yeah. Okay, because he has that. Guess song. what year that came out? Nineteen eighty six. Ninety one. Nice. Okay, Gary Sanchez. I mean, <laughs> I've I told you lately that I love you. He's Gary Sanchez. Just dude, I love that guy. Love, yeah. I love that guy. 
He's and he's getting these clutch home runs for us. That was his first walk off of his career. So good, good. He's like the second youngest person to ever get to sixty home runs, right behind Judge. Good for you. Judge overshadows if Sanchez a lot because what he's doing yeah. is incredible. But what Judge is doing is one step more incredible. But they're but whatever. So quick award, Gary Sanchez. That home run. Hey, if you hit, if you hit. A go-ahead home run off the other team's closer in a 0-0 game, you're getting an award. It just so happened to be my favorite player. You're up. Pretty nice. You want me to go now? Yeah. My award to the Have I Figured It Out award goes to Dellen Batances. The dog. How how dirty does Dog D look? <laughs> dog, comma, D. Yeah, dude, incredible. Dog, comma, D. Yeah, I, it was kind of a joke on Twitter, and it it's kind of, well, it's not a joke, but it's one of those things you can't really say unless you've been there. But, dude, just pitch this guy every third day if we're winning or lo- losing so he stays sharp. And, man, I mean, that slider was dancing. Dude, I think there's something with the camera angle in Houston. 100%. That makes, the ball look, makes the ball look like it's moving a little more because it, it looked like it looked like that uh, – that new whirly ball commercial where the kid throws a pitch and it moves all over the place. It was, it looked a little ridiculous, but uh, man, if I've been one of the tougher guys on Delhi, yeah, he hates you. Couple, couple more of those, man, and I'm, I'm confident throwing him out there with a lead. Which, whoa, I forgot how much I believed in the Dellen rust factor. So yeah. yes, just throw it. He gets rusty really bad because he's too gangly. Can't remember what what body motions he did. His muscle memory is for shit. Too many muscles. Just every three days. Every three days, no matter the score. Delhi, don't care. Yeah, don't care. You're out there. And they kind of did that. He pitched in like an eight one game. Then he pitched in a what, nothing nothing game. <clears throat> so good for him. Solid award, Jake. What was the name of the award? That was the. Wait, have I figured it out? Nice. Okay, there was something like. I think I changed the word. My next, time. my next award, and I'm gonna stay with my singing motif. Ooh. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. John Carlo hitting home runs. <coughs> Fucking took all my breath away. How did priests do that? Wow. You have to breathe during that. <laughs> yeah, that's award. Crisis died. Crisis risen. Crisis coming. Award it goes to Giancarlo Stanton. Two home runs off Keuchel, guy who never hit a home run. The Yankees never hit a home run before. Yeah, before it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, <clears throat> in his last eight games, he's hitting two eighty one with two home runs, uh, nine hits. He's doing. He's better. He's not in a slump anymore. Like like people, his his overall season numbers don't look great. He's not in a slump. So, he died, he's risen, and he's going to come again. I don't really understand that song. Like, if he just rose, he already came again. So, how's he going to come again, again? It's an old tune, man. Times were different. (laughs) You mean back when people used to come alive from the dead, different times? Yeah, times were really different, actually, now that I think about it. It's different. What's your next award? You got a singing one? It's been a singing kind of show. Do you want me to sing? I want you to sing one, yeah. I wasn't planning on singing, but I can sing one. Um, okay. It's the... Am I a major league starting catcher? 
Austin Romine. I know, I know you've been giving the boys some hate. Also, I didn't really know who to give an award to. Like, I could have given Judge or Didi just like, oh, you're still being solid award. Hicks and Neil Walker both had like one nice at bat this series. I can't really give you an award over that. Uh, Tyler Austin hurt himself and went over after the suspension. So things kind of got tight. But, dude, how about Austin Romine? I know we're we're currently complaining about this you know, his caddy catching for Sonny, but A, Sonny had a good start, so we'll give, I know you don't want to give him any, but we'll give him a slight pat on the back for that. Like, thanks, Austin Romine. We we appreciate whatever. Romine helped. Yeah. Helped. I we'll just... give you a slap on the ass. You like that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, coffee is kicking in. Icky. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Austin Romine, inverted stance Romine so far this year. 273, 351 on base. A couple doubles. It's still a little slappy. 33 at bats. But, um, you know, I mean, we've seen this thing play out before. He does okay, and then we give him to Pittsburgh, and he'll be solid for a couple years, right? Yes. I, I was going to give an award. We had a, a listener, Bobby, um, say <clears throat> we should have – he suggested a new weekly or new episodic award, and I really like it. I, I should have told you this before. It's the uh, – can't predict baseball season award. Ooh, you like that for every series? Can't predict baseball award. Okay, I like it. So we don't have to do one each. Just we can just come up with one. And mine for this week was going to be Romine roping a ball down the third base line. I mean, inverted stance Romine. If you don't know, now you know. Your tweet made me laugh out loud, and which is it's not that rare. But you, yeah. you just said inverted stance Romine. They didn't know. <laughs> How did they not know? Yeah, don't go at. What are you thinking? Um, it might. This is the part of the show where usually the wheels come off, and we we just try to get out what we can. The first thing that came to mind with you can't predict baseball. Jason Shreve. He gets the W today. His ERA's at like point seven two now or something. Point uh, seven five. And dude, he's just. It's, Nothing flashy. He comes in. He's been getting guys out. We appreciate the whole pitching staff needs more of a shout out than we've given them. Oh, Tanaka. Tanaka was good. The stats are just silly. Okay, wait. I have a couple things that I just want to get out that we haven't talked about yet. Get them out, man. Thursday's game. I I think I got to go back and check the tape. I think Neil Walker did a lot to help win that game. Like little things. Neil Walker. So I gave him a award to start the year. It was he made like a silly play at first base, and you kind of looked at me like, "Why are you giving Neil Walker awards?" And I know like we're at the point Yankees Nation's already DFA'd him in their heads, dude. He's been doing some really good things on the baseball field, and they're not pretty. I know I was making jokes out of the strikeout and run to first. We we had a good laugh about that, dude. Today he had a hit by pitch. He had a huge walk that started the rally. He's still playing solid defense. Guy's a good baseball player, and it, it'll it be interesting. Like I said, with the Tyler Austin stuff, I wonder if they if what Tyler Austin wakes up tomorrow, if he's still feeling it. Do they throw him a little DL stint? I don't know. Um, All right, wait, I, quick question. Does Neil Walker what? last the whole year as a Yankee? God. For me, it's a very easy no. <laughs> I, don't, I just um, don't think so. Four games ago, it was an easy no. I don't know, man. There's there's a deep part of my soul that wants to say yes, but this 
I was going to say the smarter part of me. I've still been looking for that. I have to say no for now, but dude, there's just a chance that he just somehow strings it together and stays on this roster, but it's looking like a no. All right. And then the last thing I wanted to get out is Miguel Andujar, major league, major league bat, major league hitter. Very good. You need to start taking some walks, my dude. 287 on base percentage. That's very not good. That's very, very, very not good. That Clint Frazier roller coaster from last year a little bit. Came in hot, it was sexy for a little bit, and now it's like, okay. No, well, he's still hitting the ball. He got he got hits in this Astros series. Not any no one did anything special. But he needs to start like I mean the Yankees are looking at that two eighty seven on base percentage and saying that's not where we want you to be. Jimmy, do you know Guardy's down to one ninety four? We're we're done talking about that. That was just kind of a sucker punch. Who's the one guy we haven't mentioned, Jim, that needs to be mentioned? Hicks. No, I mentioned Hicks in like one breath. He's he's Hicks. Really he's good, gonna, really good pinch hit at bat. So I'm not going to rip on him, but he's not. He if you look at his stats, they're not exciting. Yeah, I mean, 372 OBP. He's feel like he runs hot and cold. I he's like one of those guys who I think in this era of baseball, he's just like, I think I'm going to take a lot more pitches and look better due to that. <laughs> like. Dude, little baby toe. I know it's one game. He comes in, he gets a hit in an RBI, 386 average, 400 OBP. Boom, roasted. The hit, oh, God, it's just such toe. It was like a little, it's the same hit we're discrediting from like Chad Green giving up a run. It was an infield bleeder. It was like a squib, it was a a swing bunt, but whatever, got an RBI in. That's all. Let's not even do a series preview because we're we're way too long. We got the Indians. We got to win. They're coming off a doubleheader, so that helps us a little bit. Hopefully, they use their pen. I didn't look at it. We're on, the only we're facing Josh Tomlin, Trevor Bauer, and Mike Clevenger is what I'm seeing. And yes. Bauer's good, and he shut us down twice, I think, in the ALDS last year. Got a crazy good curveball. I don't know how we fare against Tomlin and Clevenger. Tomlin's been getting knocked around to start the year so far. The Bauer game, Jake's. Jake's game to circle um, Bauer because, dude, he um, he brought it to us in the playoffs and and down the stretch and stuff. So I, you'll uh, that that game looks to be a playoff mentality game a little bit. Tomlin's got a nine ERA so far. CC Sunny and Domingo Herman. Yeah. So uh, play the good, play the good and win. I say. Mike Clevenger is your classic case of hey man, just just because you can grow long hair doesn't mean you have swagger. Because you look like a nasty, gross person. Yeah, he's, he's got the Spicoli hair. No, some good the, tats. Spicoli's got nice hair. Clevenger's got, <laughs> Clevenger's got like dirty dog hair. Okay. Yeah, so don't ever say that again. Okay. All right, that's all for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around another late one. I guess when they win and we're happy, we just blabber on. Talk and talk. Only a three-game set, so we will be back Sunday. Sunday. To wrap up the Cleveland series. Hopefully they keep winning. We have... I would say our less dominant starting pitchers, although CeCe's been the fucking man, and Sonny's got two good ones in a row. And hey, Herman, go sling it around a little bit. We will be back. Follow us on the Instagrams. Give us some ratings and some reviews on the podcast app. Tell Jake he sucks. Tell the Yankees they're good. Tell him, Grandma. That wasn't the most clever into the tell him, Grandma. Tell him, Grandma. Oh, Yankees.